Hello and welcome to House of Wine, the podcast. This podcast will help you deepen your intimate life with God, give you practical insight in how to develop a rhythm of prayer, and finally ground your journey in a revelatory discovery of the scripture. Thanks for joining me. This is the second season of the podcast. And in this season, we're going to focus specifically on life fermentation. That is, how do we take the various aspects of our life and practically immerse them in this central unifying focus of being deeply and intimately intoxicated in the presence of God. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, guys. I really, really appreciate it. It's uh, both humbling and encouraging um, the kind of feedback that we've been getting. And it's the reason why, honestly, um, I've continued to release content is just knowing that it is benefiting your walk with Jesus in, in all the ways that it has. So if you are yet to write a review, I would really appreciate um, both if you could just subscribe to the podcast and write a review and share a podcast that's really benefited you, it really helps to kind of get the message out there and facilitate what the Lord is wanting to do through this podcast. I also just want to remind you guys that we are going to be beginning a second intake of our online group mentoring that will be happening once a week starting in January of 2021. So if that is something that you'd be interested in, go to the show notes and click the expression of interest and we'll send you an application once the application's open. We're also going to be hosting a full day immersive experience on the 12th of December in Brisbane, Queensland. This will be a rich revelatory experience, but it will also be an environment where you are continually invited to immerse yourself in a deep experience of the Lord's presence through various meditative modalities and practices. So if that's something that interests you, click the link in the show notes and you can register and find out more info there. Hey guys, so welcome. Um, to this second season that is finally um, out for you guys to listen to. And I really appreciate, like I said, um, everyone has come on the journey with us. And even through, um, you know, this this moment of quiet that we've been in, um, it's been, yeah, it's been encouraging just to get a lot of people um, feeding back and just saying that they've been, you know, listening to the podcast over and over again and immersing themselves in it. So, um yeah, it's been a, a very awesome time for my wife and I over the last, you know, season of silence in terms of the podcast. And we've really been on a, a very, very um, accelerated kind of explorative um, journey with God. And um, it's been very profound. And um, in this season, we're going to be focusing specifically on the more practical elements of developing a spiritual practice and developing a life of conscious communion with the Lord. So um, I'm really excited about this season because I, I hope to try and answer some of the questions around um, practical application that have been questions that I have asked over the years and have, you know, at times had to really allow this this 
deep curiosity within me to kind of lead me and draw me into, um, you know, finding answers with the Lord and searching the matter out. And that's a really good um, insight into how grace often operates. It's, um, you know, the definition and the strongs is one of the definitions is that it's the divine influence upon the heart that results in action in the life. So it's like God's movement in our heart, his inspiration in our heart. And the characteristics that kind of come along with that are to do with joy and um, pleasure and um, all those kinds of sweetness um, attributes that are really connected to the nature of God um, that we see in the person of Christ. So um, having a heart that's curious and that is unafraid and that is willing to engage and, and um, immerse yourself as the Lord leads, being um, you know moved by the stability of your conscience, which is really formed um, by the Holy Spirit's awakening from within you. Um, it's a really big key. This week, I want to, just as an introductory episode, um, begin a series talking about various stages of mystical prayer or um, contemplative prayer or meditation or um, soaking prayer, depending on whatever era you're from and, and whatever language you want to use. And I want to break it down and talk about the various, some, some um, stages of, um, you know, consciousness or experience that you can kind of have as you begin to deepen your practice when it comes to conscious communion with the Lord. And the idea of having actually a well-developed practice of prayer is that the more you develop your mind um, and your skills toward um, giving yourself over, engaging your will and, and surrendering over to the Lord in that practical place, the more you find your being is kind of oriented toward his presence. And as you go about other aspects of your day, you know, you might be driving your car, you might feel the mist of his presence begin to surround you as you're driving in your car. And so this is this is something that for me is um, a massive um, potential gap that we have often um, is is that we don't have a thorough practice when it comes to conscious communion with the Lord. So this week we're going to talk about just the initial stages and I want to come at it from a bunch of different angles um, so that it's, it is inclusive of just your heart's conscious engagement um, rather than just focusing on the very specifics of practical. It's about having a heart and a being, including even your body, your mind, being orient, oriented toward and open to receiving um, the wine of the presence of God and, and the kiss that comes from his mouth um, that is, you know, rich with oil and fragrance and wonder. So that's kind of the initial stage that we'll engage with on this episode. So here we go. Recollection. Um, remember that 
again, the way that the Lord leads us, no matter the practice, is always going to be this influence of grace and um, its delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness. This is literally what the Strong's Concordance says. Think about Psalm 16, verse 11. You make known, he makes known the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So it's like the attributes of his nature and the way that he leads us as we begin to make ourselves available in a specific practice is always going to have this kind of these kinds of characteristics attached to it and that kind of fragrance resting over it. Um, Psalm 23 is a great um, portion of text for us to get a feel for like the nature of God as he leads us, the good shepherd who makes us lie down in green pastures. I think the Passion Translation says luxurious pastures. So he's the one making us lie down beside still waters. It's his rod, it's his staff that guides us. It's it's his leading ultimately. So as we begin to engage in this initial stage, it really is one of, um, you know, um, Isaiah 40, I think it is, it talks about those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength and they will mount up. So the initial stage is about stepping back and looking for his leading. In, in The word wait in that scripture is to do with setting up an ambush for God or it's the word that speaks of being entwined with him. But we are actually um, initiating this by taking a step back and allowing the Holy Spirit to inspire the heart and so that we can come awake and we be, we can become conscious in our communion with the Lord in this initial stage. Ephesians 1.18 talks about the eyes of your understanding being enlightened or the eyes of your heart being flooded with light, being enlightened. So that's really what this is about. That's the posture of the heart. Um, you know, I just did an interview with a guest and and you guys will see when we get to that episode but he he terms it waiting with the lord because we're always engaging from our union with god not toward our union with god it's also really important for me to note that as an introductory thing it's it's always from the vantage point of christ's victory in um in that he has joined us to him through, through the power of his resurrection, um, he who was joined to the Lord, 1 Corinthians 6, is one spirit with the Lord. And Paul even says in that portion of scripture that even the body is for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So we're talking about this on a holistic level that really the Lord has found us and he has embraced us and he has joined us um, and, and grafted us into his own fellowship, his own union with his Father in the power of his Spirit. So that's our vantage point. So as we have that as a foundational understanding, we can really step back and we can make ourselves conscious and available for the leading of the Holy Spirit to begin to unlock the eyes of our heart. And it's got the characteristics of sweetness, joy, everything that is connected to his nature, um, comprehending his love. That the, the love of God that's been made known to us through the cross of Christ is, is always a key in unlocking the eyes of the heart or unlocking that interior space to begin to receive the love of God. So again, he's the one who makes us lie down. Um, it's who makes us lie down. 
um, the Spirit's role is to, when He comes, He will lead us into the truth. He will guide us into the truth. He'll Whatever He hears from the Father, He'll declare it to us. So some of, of the, you know, some of the various um, modalities that we could speak about is, um, you know, traditional centering prayer. So often um, the mystics or the saints or, or some of the ancient Christ, Christian writings, you know, the writings of St. Teresa of Avila or St. John of the Cross or, um, you know, some of the earlier mystic writings, the Desert Fathers, they would use um, the they would use what they called a prayer word. Um, you know, other traditions may call it a mantra. It's a phrase or a word that you say within yourself um, to keep you um, kind of as a reference point so that you can keep presenting yourself um, consciously before the Lord. Um, another way to do it is to mix your breath with that practice. So as you inhale, um you can do it unconsciously. You just notice your breath. And whenever your mind begins to wander away to the various seemingly important you know, things that are a part of our life, you just come back to your breath. You don't engage in the dialogue with your mind. You observe it objectively. You witness it and you come back to your breath or back to your prayer word. Or you can do a combination of both where you gently lay your breath word your prayer word on your breath and use that as a as a means to centering yourself or recollecting yourself in the presence of God remembering we are in his presence so it's a, it's a thing of becoming consciously aware and allowing the holy spirit to enhance the clarity of our interior sight so that we can recognize this is what repentance is that we can turn our ourselves our heart's eyes back to the face of God and and times of refreshing will come from his presence. So that's the really traditional, um, one of the traditional practices. And, you know, there's whole books on meditation, Christian meditation, um, you know, that you could, you could go real deep into that. But just for the sake of brevity, I'm not going to do that on this episode. Um, obviously, there are more intuitive um, mediums that you can access like music or, you know, if you're part of the more charismatic world, putting on a, a worship track or whatever is perfectly valid. It doesn't have to be um, that it's you're listening to Hillsong worship or whatever because really the vibration of the nature and presence of God is is enclosed um, in anything that is lovely and good and um, is yeah represents who something of who he is and so sometimes it's not you know music is is multidimensional it's not just that the words connect your heart it's that the sounds and the the layers of frequency and um the nostalgia of the music sometimes you know might open up your awareness the creativity and music and the arts and things like this various mediums are uh, used by the Lord to communicate something of the wonder of who God is beyond human utterance, beyond human language or understanding. So, I mean, this may be obvious to us, but just to um, you know, follow a logical flow, music or things that are creative, sometimes exercise um, or doing some sort of you know um, stretching practice or um, something like that really can begin to connect your whole being into an awareness of God. 
Um, food is one of my favorite ones. And if you've been part of my my mentoring um, group, then you'll you'll probably hear me. Uh, you'll you'll be laughing right now because I talk about food all the time in terms of relating it to the presence of God. Um, you know, you think about Exodus twenty four when the the elders were caught up into a heavenly encounter. You can go read it, Exodus twenty four. It says that they saw the God of Israel and they ate and they drank, and so God is like He took communion. You know, He He used um, bread and wine to be a permanent sacrament, a permanent reference for for the wonder of his nature. So food, you know, it may just be that you smell bacon in the morning and suddenly your senses come alive and it's the kindness that's in the sizzle. It's the kindness that's in the fragrance of that fatty bacon cooking on that stove that begins to wake you up to hike how kind the Lord is. It's actually his nature is being communicated to you through that. Um, Again, simple mindfulness practices or conscious awareness as you're just going about your day, um, that's getting more into, you know, the overflow, but really just practicing being conscious. Brother Lawrence, um, he said, I keep myself by a simple attention and a general fond regard to God. I said that like a real Aussie just then. I keep myself by a simple attention and a general fond regard to God. That's it. He just is just a general fond regard. He said he called it the secret conversation of the soul with God. Um, gratitude really connects to that. You know, as you're going about your day, or even again, we're talking about conscious practical tools as you come into your time of conscious communion with the Lord. Something that seems to unlock the gates of the heart is just honoring and putting weight on what you've already received, the evidence of the Lord present in your world, um, you know, going back into the eternal truths of um, his coming and his blood that was spilt out for you so that you might have a redeemed life, but also coming down to the fact that you get to sit in a room, you have a roof over your head, etc., etc. some of these practical things. Gratitude just keeps the gateways of your heart um, open to receive um, an awareness of the Lord, and it actually opens you up to the communication of the Holy Spirit um, so that, again, as you as you prime yourself in your practical conscious space, you'll be going about your day and you'll start to experience true, true authentic gratitude um, in the other areas of your life. With this one, it's important to let it come down to an authentic level. It's not just a mental practice. It's got to impact your heart. It's like you've got to engage with it until your heart authentically unlocks and its perception is altered to comprehend how um, blessed we truly are, no matter who you are. It's mercy that even sustains the breath in your mouth. That's really, really true. So um, Thomas Merton said this, um, you know, he becomes to them a sensible presence who follows them and envelops them wherever they go and in all that they do, a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire in the night. And when they have to be absorbed in some distracting work, they nevertheless easy find God again by a quick glance into their own souls. 
And sometimes when they do not think to return to the depths and rest in him, he nevertheless draws them unexpectedly into his obscurity and peace or invades them from within themselves with a tide of quiet, unutterable joy. So as, again, you practice um, making yourself consciously available to the Lord and looking for his leading and being attentive to his leading, this is really what recollection is. And the more it's developed and cultivated, it begins to be a well-worn path within your heart that can easily connect again to his presence. Um, An awesome quote by Martin Laird that, you know, analogizes it if that's a word, gives an analogy for it that's really good, um, is a spiritual practice simply disposes us to allow something to take place. For example, a gardener does not actually grow plants. A gardener practices certain gardening skills that facilitate growth that is beyond the gardener's direct control. In a similar way, a sailor cannot produce the necessary wind that moves the boat. A sailor practices sailing skills that harness the gift of the wind that brings the sailor home, but there is nothing the sailor can do to make the wind blow. And so, it is with contemplative practice, not a technique, but a skill. I'm not exactly sure what he means about technique versus skill, but the idea is that everything we do in our practice is actually us recollecting ourselves in the existing um, presence of God that dwells within us as a result of Christ's outpouring of his love, as a result of his carrying our own estrangement from God, our, our separation from God, nailing it to a cross, eliminating our sin, raising to life again, and giving us a share in his own inheritance, in his own communion, his own fellowship that he has with his Father in his Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came, that became a tangible reality for us. And so that is our um, that is our point of departure. That is our um, vantage point of discovery as we engage in this. So that's all we're going to touch on for this week's episode, but I'll continue to break down these various stages until we get into the more ecstatic experiences, the more um, electric kind of immersive experiences that you can have. Hopefully this has been beneficial in just realizing um, the need for consciously engaging with the Lord. So thank you guys so much for listening and um, I'll see you on the next episode. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, guys. I really, really appreciate it. It's uh, both humbling and encouraging um, the kind of feedback that we've been getting. And it's the reason why, honestly, um, I've continued to release content is just knowing that it is benefiting your walk with Jesus in, in all the ways that it has. So if you are yet to write a review, I would really appreciate um, both if you could just subscribe to the podcast and write a review and share a podcast that's really benefited you, it really helps to kind of get the message out there and facilitate what the Lord is wanting to do through this podcast. 
I also just want to remind you guys that we are going to be beginning a second intake of our online group mentoring that will be happening once a week starting in January of 2021. So if that is something that you'd be interested in, go to the show notes and click the expression of interest and we'll send you an application once the application's open. We're also going to be hosting a full day immersive experience on the 12th of December in Brisbane, Queensland. This will be a rich revelatory experience, but it will also be an environment where you are continually invited to immerse yourself in a deep experience of the Lord's presence through various meditative modalities and practices. So if that's something that interests you, click the link in the show notes and you can register and find out more info there.